Well, hello, folks. Welcome to CSS Nation. My name is Harry Mullen, and my co-host is Purnell Husband. How you doing, Purnell? I'm doing very well, Harry. How are you? I'm doing excellent. And before we get started with the show and uh, introduce our guests, I just want to remind you all that you can find us on YouTube at Central Sterilization Solutions. And if you enjoy the show, be sure to push the like button and subscribe. And you can also find our show on the different uh, podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. All right. Our next guest is the new president-elect Marjorie Wall. And I'm going to go ahead and bring her into uh, into the studio. How are hey, you, Marjorie? I'm great. Hi, Marjorie. Happy, um, happy Saturday. Happy Sabado. Yeah, happy Saturday to you, too. <laughs> Thanks for coming Congratulations. on. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm excited to be here to talk to you guys. I'm I'm big fans. I know people that have gone through your schools. I've known um, Harry, all the work you've done in the industry. Uh, Purnell, oh my God, you're a rock star. So I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> excited to be here to talk to you guys. <clears throat> We're so happy to have you on. So first of all, I'd like to say uh, congratulations are again in order for two things. First, two things. First, I just want to talk a little bit about ISHM, our professional organization, and the great diversity that they, they have displayed in our leadership over the past few years, um, I want to say is an example. And um, in that continuation of diversity uh, that ISHM has always been uh, famous for in its leadership, we bring you the first millennial and youngest ever president-elect, Marjorie Wall. Thank you for coming on and congratulations. Yay, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't even know how to respond to that. Thank you so much, Purnell. Um, honestly, it's, it's so humbling. Um, there have been some amazing leaders and I'm still just really humbled and blessed for this chance to be able to um, work with Isham and, you know, be a voice of the industry. So I'm, I'm excited and I'm excited to talk to you guys. So, yes. Awesome. So, you know, our members and we represent C, what is it, Harry? Who are we representing? CSS, CSS Nation. Nation, yes. Central Sterilization Solutions Nation. And they have some questions for you, just a few questions. One of the first questions is, I guess they want to know a little bit about uh, the new president-elect. Who are you outside of work? What do you like to do? So you have hobbies? Hobbies. Um, so I am a little bit of a nerd. Um, so I game. Um, I play Diablo 3 all the time. Wow, like different computer games. Um, I do VR gaming as well. Um, I have a son who is just amazing. He is um, high functioning autistic and a major nerd, loves D&D, &D, uh, role playing. Um, he's trying to get into cosplaying, which is exciting, um, which I help him with, which is also a lot of fun, just so we're clear. And um, yeah, you know, and, and very millennial, I might add. Let me throw in my age. I'm, I, I'm, don't make me self conscious now. Um, you're good. You're good. 
And then, um, honestly, I'll be honest, the thing that takes the most amount of my time these days is school. So um, I am pursuing my doctorate right now. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea to start that during a pandemic. Um, but school takes up way more than my time than it should. But yes. Yeah. Awesome. So um, gadgets, games, cosplay. Yep. I like it, H. Good right hobbies. <laughs> well, you know, let me ask you this. Uh, so tell us about your how you started in sterile processing and uh, where it brought you to today. Uh, to today. That's, a, that's a great question. Um, so I started at a hospital, Athens Regional Hospital in Georgia. And I started in dietary working the grill on graveyard shift. Um, graveyard people need to eat too, just so we're clear. <laughs> um, I was a student at the University of Georgia and one of my friends from high school was working in sterile processing. So she was like, hey, you come over. We need a weekend tech. This is gonna be your weekend job while you're in school. And I was like, okay. Had no idea what I was getting into. Like zero idea what I was getting into. Um, so I went into that job and if I could just share a, a story real quick about kind of sure. how that happened, because it kind of defined who I was, um, this story. So if I could share that, it'd be great. Absolutely. Um, so I started off as a weekend tech and my boss, who is phenomenal, um, made a decision that was probably not phenomenal back then, um, but she is phenomenal. Um, she put me working on the weekend after just a few weeks of training. Um, I didn't go to school. I wasn't certified. Um, I had no background experience. I knew nothing about OR sterile processing came in off the streets. Well, out of dietary. Um, that weekend, if you guys remember the DHS and these trays, mm -hmm. I cleaned those trays that weekend. We had two hip, hip cases. Um, do you remember those guide pins that go through the reamer? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know they were there. So I didn't take them out and decon. I didn't catch it in assembly. So they were sterilized with that guide pin in the reamer, right? Mm -hmm. So the next Monday, the OR had more hip cases and the doctor went to push the guide pin in and the worm of bio burden came out, right? As well as the guide pin, the old yeah. one. And it was every single tray mm -hmm. and a patient was asleep on the table, right? So I harmed that patient, mm -hmm. right? I harmed that patient. And I was this like 18 year old, fresh out of high school, had no idea what I was doing in this field. And my boss called me in her office and said, you know what, Marjorie, um, if you weren't brand new, you would be fired right now. Um, everyone in the OR wants you fired. The doctors want you fired. They've gone to administration. You know, what happened was unacceptable, but we didn't train you, right? So she took me back, put me through remedial training and that moment, that impact, how I impacted that patient negatively, it it just sealed into my brain that that's something that can't happen again. Um, so I've, I've built a career from that moment of improving sterile processing, supporting sterile processing, and doing what we need to do through education and process improvement to make sure that no person is ever set up to fail like that again that our people are set up for success and patients get safe care every time. So I know that's not exactly what you were asking me, Harry, but um, 
that's how I got into sterile processing. It's mm -hmm. what's driven me to build the career that I've driven. Um, and, you know, I started in dietary, became a tech, worked my way up to director now. Um, but every step I've taken has gone back to that moment and to making sure our patients are safe. Well, you know, speaking of being, uh, you know, a director, uh, I know that uh, prior to winning the election for president-elect, you were on the board of directors for, for Isham. So what uh, led you to, uh, you know, to run and be on the board? Uh, that was, was it two years ago you ran, I mm -hmm. believe? Yep. Yeah. So what, what guided you to, to, to join the board? Sure. So I started, um, so I've been, like I said, working in departments, um, built a career and turning departments around. Um, a few years ago, probably what, 2016, 2017, I started, I started feeling a pull to become a voice because, you know, me making my impact in my hospital was great, but every time I went to a new department, anytime I toured a department, anytime I um, surveyed a department or consulted on a department, I kept seeing the same problems everywhere. <laughs> Everyone's dealing with these same operational challenges, the lack of resources, the lack of support, the lack of investment, and the lack of knowledge for how to get those things, um, that it drove me to start building the brand of Lead SPD, right? Um, I started doing a lot of social media posting, a lot of LinkedIn posting. I started participating in the California chapter. Um, I was a member at large with them, volunteered with them, um, helped them with their social media and some other projects. Um, but, you know, during that process, I really felt this, um, it's almost an ethical need to be able to help our industry get better. Um, so if people aren't going to step up, I'm going to step up. And I want to step up to help us be recognized as the professionals that we are and to ensure that we have the support and resources that we need to be successful in the industry. Um, and that's something I can do on the Ishim Board of Directors that I'm not able to do just at my hospital. Now, I would say thank you for sharing, first of all, that powerful story of how you entered the world of sterile processing. Mm -hmm. And in that difficulty, what you were going through at that time, which must have been awful, right? Um, it sparked something, right? Um, you know, out of the fire comes strength, right? And it's so interesting. That story can probably be applied to hundreds of people, right? Um, didn't have the appropriate training, just kind of got thrown into the situation. Um, I think just having that kind of experience um, is so powerful because it's so real and it's so SPD and it is so what we are all fighting against. So I really just wanted to um, you know, thank you for sharing that, um, that story. Go ahead, Harry. You, you ran for the board of uh, directors two years ago, and then just recently you decided to run for president-elect. Uh, why? <laughs> why the president-elect? What, what led you to that? So, because of that story. Because of that story. <laughs> He's on a journey, man. For now, it's like you know me. No. Um, so 
We've been doing some really big things on the Ishan Board of Directors the last few years. Um, and, you know, there were great people working on it even before then. Um, are you guys familiar with how the bylaws changed in 2018? I have I remember some when the bylaws changed degree of knowledge about yes. that, but please enlighten us. Let's review yeah. it for our <laughs> audience because we know. <laughs> so let's talk about that. So prior to 2018, um, in order to run for those positions for the Ishan Board of Directors, you had to be a chapter rep. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. I did know that chapter you rep. Know that. Yep. So that means you had to be, you know, that elected rep at your local chapter. And so it was fewer than 100 people in the industry that were eligible to be on the Isham Board of Directors. Small group, yeah. Yeah, when Isham's 40,000 people, right? And it right. was this one small group, um, and it was a very tight click group, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So one of the things that happened in 2018 was they changed the bylaws, which changed the structure of the board of directors. So when that happened, they created these new board of position, board of director positions and the secretary position that if you are a member of Isham, you are eligible to run for office. Okay. Just a member. So, just a member. So prior to 2018, I would have not been eligible to run for election for the board of directors yet along the presidency. Right. Mm -hmm. So after 2018, when this happened, um, we've had nine board of directors that were elected that would have never been able to be elected before 2018, which is really wow. exciting. And they're really great dynamic people. Um, and so these are people from across the country that are coming into this board to be a voice um, for our industry to increase that prof professionalism, to um, be advocates for our industry and doing the right thing and getting us the tools, support resources we need to do what we need to do, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so prior to 2018, it was this small group. Now it's this big group that's way more representative um, of our membership, right? Um, so to get back to your question, Harry. So after this changed, um, to run for president, the requirement is you have to be an Isham member, okay? Mm -hmm. And you had to have served on the Isham Board of Directors, mm -hmm. okay? So um, I was eligible to run because I had served for those two years prior, which mm -hmm. was awesome. The reason why I chose to run for president, though, is because the work we did, um, the strategic vision, um, some of the committees and projects that are going to be rolling out this year that um, we kind of designed last year, they're going to be they're going to be industry changing. They're going to be amazing, and everyone is going to be so excited about it. And those announcements are going to be coming out very soon. Um, and so I really am excited to be in the board and in a leadership position of the board to kind of help. Um, with that consistency and that uh, vision of Isham's future, representing our membership to, to keep helping that move forward. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to have that opportunity and to be able to be that voice for our members to make sure that these strategic changes that we're implementing really are what the membership wants. Um, so I know I said a lot there. I'm sure there's a lot to unpack, um, but, but that's, that's kind of what it is. 
Well, yeah, um, yeah, it's already unpacked. You're on a mission, and um, I like your mission, and I like where this is going. I mean, having that continuity, being in the developmental stages and talking about these things and what the impact you want to have um, and to kind of, you know, be able to continue shepherding things along in, in, in your new capacity. Um, yeah, that makes complete sense to me, continuity there. Well, with that, uh, we're going to take a quick break uh, for uh, one of our sponsors. Uh, we'll be right back, yes. folks. Well, we're back. I just wanted to thank Tara Jean for that, uh, that nice commercial. One of the things that I uh, want to let people know is that uh, they're currently going through FDA approval for a seven-second uh, biological. So it's uh, unheard of. It's, so immediate use steam sterilization is going to definitely be immediate use. So anyways, back to the show here. I uh, want to thank Marjorie Wall, our current president-elect, or uh, that as of today, uh, is our president-elect of Isham. Thank you. And again, welcome to the show. Congratulations once again. And again, folks, she is the first millennial and the youngest president-elect ever for Isham, uh, Marjorie Wall, and that's a big deal. Um, we dig it. We see your vision, and um, we're right here with you to support you all the way, Marjorie. We're fans. Um, yeah. I have a, um, a question about the local chapters. Uh, do you feel like, um, first of all, when you were on the board for those two years, um, were there discussions about um, ensuring that the local chapters are um, doing everything that they possibly could to help, to help the members out? Sure. So a couple of things to keep in mind, the chapters are affiliates with Isham. So we don't have direct control, but there are things that they have to do to maintain that relationship with Isham. And so every year they have to go through a process where they submit their packages demonstrating what they've done. And, and that's what they have to do to continue maintaining that relationship with Isham. Um, this last year though, or the last two years were really unique um, in that a lot of our chapters and you know, not just Isham chapters, but a lot of associations, um, not just in our industry, but in every industry, were really challenged with not being able to do in-person meetings, not being able to do conferences, right? Um, everybody had to learn to go remote and online really quick, really fast without like, any hand-holding. Um, so one of the big things that we did work on for the chapters during this process um, was getting some resources for them to help them um, transition to online um, as much as they needed to. Um, so we did share um, some new technology with the chapters a few months ago um, or several months ago um, that they're able to use that Isham pays for um, in order to kind of help them with that transition. And we do have our chapter committee and we meet with them routinely and we work with them to try to 
help mentor and guide those new chapters, help um, even old chapters that have been around for a long time. Um, sometimes they need help mentoring and developing the next generation of leaders. Um, so we, we work very closely with them to help them develop their board, their leadership team, and you know give them support um, or ideas and anything that we can do to help get them to support their membership. Good answer. Uh, do you think the current board of directors uh, know or have a feel for what membership really wants? So it's a it's a tricky question. So if you remember before, like a few minutes ago, where I shared how the bylaws changed and the way right. we elect people change. Mm -hmm. um, so the board we have today is more representative than any board we've had in the past, because our board today is representing all of our membership. Whereas mm -hmm. the board in the past was this hundred people. Does that make sense? Yes, mm -hmm. it does. Uh -huh. Kind of like a click. It, it was mm -hmm. a lot like a click. <laughs> I wasn't going to use that word. Here, yeah. A cadre. <laughs> yes, it was a, a lot like that. Um, but the other thing that's really changed, and I'm I'm really excited about it, is that our world has changed. We're we have um, our techs that are really active on media like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Um, and we have a lot of our techs and management leaders that are really active on LinkedIn. So our membership has more direct access to our board than they've ever had. Um, I get probably, I, I'm not, I'm not going to quantify it. I get a lot of messages to my LinkedIn on the daily um, from people asking technical questions, ideas, how do I handle this situation as a leader? Um, what do they need from Isham? Um, I get those routinely um, through my social media. And I love getting it um, because it enables me to stay connected to the membership, to be able to support them and make sure that I am representing what they're, what they're asking for. Um, but before we move on from that question, the one thing that we do need from the membership is we need them to be involved. Okay. Um, we often hear a lot of people that, um, you know, they see this disconnect. There are those people that are responsible for it. Well, mm -hmm. it's our organization. We need people to serve on our committees to be part of helping us develop test questions, educational materials, um, advocacy. Um, we need people to step up to the plate and help us lead the organization to the future to where we need it to go. And I think social media makes that more attainable than ever to build those connections. Um, but we also need people to, you know, really to join us and be a part of it. I absolutely agree. I mean, you know, to the people um, that have gotten into the arena, I salute them. You know, people like yourself and 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 other folks. And, we and salute yourself. them. And yourself, well, you're doing it too. Thank you. We're a little part of it, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but if you want to affect change, um, you have to be engaged mm -hmm. and you have to be involved. Um, um, that can only help to get the change in place that you're looking for. So uh, really good advice, Harry. Yeah. So, I mean, going on with what you had just uh, stated, Marjorie, you know, because I've been watching social media the last uh, couple of weeks and and I've seen where the discussion groups have been talking about where, you know, the membership themselves don't feel that they are being uh, properly represented on the board. 
uh, specifically some of the younger uh, generation. And we're not talking necessarily millennials, but people even younger than that. And uh, as we all know, we need to attract the next generation because that's going to be a key factor in the viability of any association as it goes forward in being able to grow and stuff. And I know, I know she's going to knock that question out of the park, but I will remind you, she is the first millennial and youngest ever Isham president elect. This organization has some youth. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, it brings to my my question is what are your plans uh, to draw these individuals into being more active with the board? What can they do locally and then uh, eventually nationally? Yeah. So I'm going to answer that, but before I do, I'm going to go into a cultural problem in the healthcare industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you've heard OR nurses eat their young, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Have you heard that? old surgical tech here yeah Mm -hmm. yes spd people eat their young okay um yes i myself my personal experience when i first started trying to get involved in associations um i got a lot of pushback um because i was new and not just my age but because i was the new person at the table right Mm -hmm. um our new employees when they um coming to our departments and we see this across the, the industry, right? The people that have been there forever. Oh, we've done it this way forever. We don't want to hear your new ideas, right? Um, or we have to like, I, I don't want to use the word haze, but kind of haze them, right? So we have these new tech techs that come in. They're excited. They just got their credentials. They got their 400 hours. They're ready to get in there and um, do what they've learned, be a part of making it better, being a part of the solution. And they just get beat down um mm-hmm. by the old guard right mm-hmm. and and i'm not saying the old guard's totally wrong right new people have to come in and be able to hear them and listen from them and learn from them as well but but it's a problem and we need to fix that problem as an industry right as humans Correct. we need have to get we acknowledged have we acknowledged that that is a cultural trait a, a, a fatal one have we acknowledged that or well, I am definitely acknowledging it right now. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. I'm just. I'm just saying the the yeah. uh, newly elect, elected uh, president elect <laughs> has acknowledged, yeah, that we have some cultural flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Many. Many. Absolutely. And those cultural flaws just aren't in the hospital. They translate into the associations, right? Mm. Um, So Isham has done a lot of work since 2018 to make our board very engaging, very welcoming. Our committees are very engaging, very welcoming. Um, The chapters, you know, they need to work on that as well. Our hospitals throughout the country, not my personal hospital, because I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking in general, the universal, Mm -hmm. we need to work on that um, to make our hospitals more welcoming for new people, no matter what their age, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and then this young generation, and believe me, it's hard for me to not be the young generation anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm still psychologically processing that I'm not the youth anymore. Right. But, <laughs> but we need to be welcoming to these people to encourage them to step up. They have such a strong voice for advocacy, mm-hmm. no bullying, doing the right thing, improving patient safety. 
we need to lean into that and hear them and give them that voice and work with them to hear us and you know build that unity and that partnership and through that kind of engagement that's how we're going to bring them to the table to get them to start stepping up into leadership roles into um, article writing social media work everything we need to do to hear their voice we need their voice it has absolutely to so um it's it's something i feel passionately about and it's something that we're definitely going to make some moves on um we want to hear all of our members um and we definitely want to hear that that youth experience um and you know we don't want to lose track of our long-term people either we just need to find a way to be united and together and to hear each other yeah that um that energy of youth is contagious and um you know an organization with no new ideas is, you know, an old organization. So, totally. Well said. Well, real quick, we're going to take a uh, uh, a break for news you can use with Solyndra. Welcome to the news with Ion Sterile Processing. My name is Solyndra Bearfield. The news is brought to you today by Harvard Business Review. Manage a top performer who isn't a team player. Having a supremely talented and confident employee is a wonderful thing, except of course, if that person is alienating their colleagues. How can you help this dominant personality improve their relationship? For starters, you need to provide some tough feedback. Be honest about how they're being perceived and explain the consequences of their behavior. Say something like, in order to live up to your talent, you need to consider how you might be standing in your own way. Next, encourage them to develop more empathy and consider their colleagues' perspective and viewpoints. You might say, what matters to this person? What is their biggest concern? How can you find common ground with them? Your objective is to foster their social and self-awareness. Don't expect your efforts to yield immediate responses. Behavior changes take time. Encourage your employees to be patient as well with themselves and with others. Thank you for listening to the news. If you want more news, you can find me on Facebook at Sterile Processing Grapevine. You guys go out there and continue to be great. And you have a wonderful day. Okay, so we're coming towards the end of the uh, show here. So I just wanted to you to kind of reiterate uh, some of the things that you had said. So my my uh, final question would be, you know, how is it that the membership can help you uh, make our association better? So what specific things uh, can we each do in order to be helpful? Yeah. So. I, I got a list for you, but I'm going to tell you where to start. Educate yourself, whether that is certifications, whether it's continuing education, whether it's an associate's, bachelor, master's, doctoral level degree. Um, educate yourself and become a voice for your department, for your teams in your hospital. You know, work on building those relationships with the OR, with your surgeons, with all of those people because that growth in professionalism is gonna growth into our industry being rep better representative and recognized 
by administration, which is what's going to give us our resources, right? So absolutely, everyone should be working on educating themselves and growing and developing, not just being comfortable with where they're at in life. Um, but when we come to Isham itself, um, we really need people to step up into volunteer roles, into committees, um, into article writing, social media writing. We need to hear those voices and have those new perspectives. So if you have an idea, we want to hear it. If you want to write an article, we want to take a look at it. So, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, step up, get out of your comfort zone and try something different to get your voice out there. Um, I'm going to share something that my old boss, the one back from Georgia, back in um, Athens. Athens. I, I was about to say the year, but I, I've already aged myself enough. Um, <laughs> what she shared with me when I was getting ready to move to California from Georgia. Um, sometimes you have to take a leap and build your wings on your way down. Okay. You can't be scared to take a risk and to invest in yourself and develop yourself to be successful in that risk. Right. Mm -hmm. That's how we're all going to get better and we're all going to achieve what we think we can't. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Good sound advice. Educate yourself become a voice, become an advocate for your department and the folks that you're working with. Um, build those relationships because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You know, there was a book written several years ago by a very smart man. Harry may re remember his name. Um, yeah, him. Was it Covey? <laughs> you know, how to wit make friends and influence people. It's through relationships. Okay. And so I think good sound um, advice from the president-elect, educate yourself, become a voice, um, and continue to foster and build good, solid relationships. Good advice. Also, uh, we touched about on, on this show about the culture. And uh, there's just so many things in the sterile processing culture that needs to change, that we need to focus on. Uh, and by educating yourself, by advancing yourself and being that voice uh, for uh, for your department, uh, for patient advocacy uh, is going to go a long way in helping to change the culture. So we really need to, to do that. So again, folks, this is uh, Marjorie Wall, our brand new president-elect uh, friend of mine. And I'm just so happy for you, Marjorie, that uh, that you won the election. You know, so congratulations again. And thank, thank you, you for coming on the show. Thank you guys Absol so much for having me. You guys are awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your passion, um, your foresight, and uh, thank you for being on with us. And we look forward to great things out of Marjorie Wall. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, Another show uh, done. What did you think about uh, our guest there, Pernell? Well, Marjorie is the first millennial and youngest president-elect ever um, um, in, 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 in our organization, Isha. And um, she is to be congratulated. Um, she She's Absolutely. on a mission, right? She's on a mission. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there, there's yeah. no doubt about that. And... Um, I wish her nothing but 
um, the best. Yeah. Yeah, me too. You know, one of the things that I got from this show is the fact that because of the uh, the changes of the bylaws, uh, mm -hmm. to answer some questions that I saw out there in social media yeah. uh, about the younger generation, that uh, you don't have to be a chapter representative to run on the board. You just have to be a member of Isham. So Absolutely. all of you uh, new people in the field or if, let's say the last 10 years. So if you're younger than a millennial, uh, being on the board is definitely an opportunity for you. And so I challenge you to take up that uh, opportunity and to, to accept the challenge. Stuff, yeah, so. stop talking about it and be about it. And if there are issues that you have concerns with, as far as the organization goes, um, you know, there are several ways of talking directly to the folks at Isham. Mm -hmm. I would say start out in your local chapters, um, mm -hmm. talk to your fellow members, and you can write letters, you can send emails. If you have specific questions, engage. En engage with the, Isham, with the Isham leadership. Well, with that said, uh, Purnell, any final words? Yep, we'll be back. <laughs>